0: What is going on? Happy Thursday and welcome to Chatterbox Reds. My name is Nick Kirby. Chatterbox Reds is your daily home for live post-game shows after every Reds game on YouTube and podcasts like you're listening to right now. Always available bright and early the morning after every Reds game. We are presented as always by Betfred Sportsbook. Coming up on today's show, myself and Trace Fowler. Talked about Wednesday's Reds game. We also talked about the possible waiver claims with that deadline being today, that being Thursday, August 31st. And we also took a quick preview of the big series against the Chicago Cubs starting on Friday. Plus, at the end of the show, I'll recap all the Reds minor league action from Wednesday night. But first, let's fill you in on what happened. Reds Giants on Wednesday the season, and the series finale between these two teams. And once again, it was a low-scoring affair. Nothing-nothing game going into the sixth inning. In the top of the sixth, Reds finally broke through against the Giants' star pitcher, Logan Webb. Spencer Steer smoked a leadoff single. Ellie De La Cruz then snuck a single right past the second baseman, and that put runners on the corners with nobody out. Nick Martini then hit a weak flyout. Unfortunately, not deep enough to score Steer. But then the next batter, Christian Encarnacion Strand at the plate. Ellie De La Cruz attempted to steal second. Giants catcher Patrick Bailey tried to throw out Ellie, and he failed. Steer broke home. He made a great slide to avoid the tag and gave the Reds their first lead of the series. Christian Encarnacion Strand then smoked a single That was CES's third hit of the game. That made it 2-0 Reds. Hunter Green, he had only allowed one hit through the first five innings. Did run into a little bit of trouble in the sixth. Green gave up a leadoff double. He then got a flyout and then a very weak single put runners on the corners for the Giants. David Bell elected to go to Ian Jabot. Green up to about 90 pitches at that point. Jabot then tried to pick off the runner at first and Christian Encarnacion-Strand just straight whiffed on the catch, and that allowed the Giants to make it a 2-1 game, and it was, oh boy, here we go again. But to Jabot's credit, he got a pop-up, chose to intentionally walk Jock Peterson, and then he got some help. Second baseman Spencer Steer made an incredible diving play to save a run in the inning and keep the Reds clinging to a 2-1 lead. Hunter Green's final line on the afternoon was fantastic. Five and a third innings pitched, three hits, no no earned runs, one walk, six strikeouts. Green also apparently was sick after the game. You'll hear more later from David Bell about that. Fernando Cruz somehow survived the seventh inning despite walking the leadoff hitter. And then he also had an air of his own. Could have been a potential ending inning double play, but Cruz survived, kept the Reds moving along with a two-to-one lead. But then in the top of the eighth, the Reds got some massive insurance. Ellie De La Cruz had a hustle double, and then Christian Encarnacion Strand hit a two-run home run to straightaway center field to put the Reds up four to one. And CES's home run came against Tyler Rogers, and since Rogers debuted in 2019. He has the lowest home run rate of any pitcher in Major League Baseball with 250-plus innings, and it's by a wide margin. He's just allowing .51 home runs per, per nine innings. Lucas Sims and Alexis Diaz, they each pitched scoreless eighth and ninth innings, and the Reds finished off a huge 4-1 win. The Reds finished their road trip 5-5, five and five, and the Reds are now 69 and 66 on the season here's what reds manager david bell had to say about the huge reds win yeah
1: great start by hunter um good control yeah, one walk uh by slider got ahead uh, located his fastball well and big step for hunter but you're right just uh good defense um Guys stepping up and and making plays when you need them most. Uh, Fernando Cruz gets in a tough spot, pitches out of it. Um, So many things happened with, uh, you know, to really grind out a win. The last game of a road trip, um, it wasn't an easy road trip. You know, faced good teams, faced good pitching, and to be able to uh, just keep doing whatever it takes to grind it out. um, We feel pretty good about that. Um, It's nice to be going home and start a long homestand now. All things considered, I know 500 is not the goal, but on this trip in particular, flying into a hurricane, doubleheader, just the way it unfolded to go home 5-5 and is a lose. Yeah, I mean, there's no, you know, nothing changed, but, you know, there's zero excuses with our team. They just kept doing um, what you're supposed to do, you know, stand together and um, continuing to grind it out, never giving up. And um, that's what it takes. Uh, It's never easy. Sometimes you get challenged a little bit more, and if you can, if you can survive that and continue to do what you do and be yourself and stay together as a team, that's how you get through these stretches. And you know, sooner than later, it'll, it'll turn a little bit and get a little bit easier. So we got a long way to go. We have a lot to look forward to and um, a lot of fun to be had this last month. Is Hunter okay? He was not feeling well um, after the game, so he's um, he actually left the clubhouse. Yeah. Is that, uh, was that why? he came out when he did no no he was no I didn't I didn't hear of it until uh, after the game so um, yeah we just got him out out of our clubhouse and uh, got him comfortable and uh, um, so we'll know more uh, soon yeah. It, yeah I mean he didn't go for, didn't for any medical thing. no he's just out he's just out of the clubhouse yeah. yeah we're just trying to yeah obviously take care of Hunter but also the rest of the team the defensive plays you got, I mean, Friedel makes a play in the first, but particularly the Steer play at the time, which could have been a game saver, and even Ellie's yeah. play there. TJ Marte played some, made some nice plays. Um, Ellie made he plays, um, but you're right, Spencer Steer. Um, you know, no matter what position he's, the, he just keeps playing baseball and, and doing what it takes to win. Um, Stealing home—it's uh, it, just he understands the game. He understands what what needs to happen in every situation, and uh, is just up for anything we've asked him to do. The delay double steal—did that come from the bench? Uh, it, 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 it's all to a point, you know. We give the information and we prepare our players, and we then we let them go play. Uh, a lot of times we we sit there and watch and uh, let them use their instincts and. Um, of course, we have a, a role in um, you know, giving our players information, but um, uh, that's, that's why baseball is great. You can't coach them through everything. They go out and, and make plays and uh, read the situation and use their instincts, and that's what Spencer did.
0: And here's what the hero of the day for the Reds, Christian Encarnacion Strain, had to say about his four-hit day and the huge home run. Christian, first four-hit day in the Bigs.
1: How's that feel? Oh, it feels awesome, but I think it feels even better to just get the win. This win, uh, obviously crucial. When you look at this last week, there were struggles, but over the 10-game road trip, you go 500, so how important was today for you guys? I think it was real important to just get a win, get back home, and keep the momentum rolling. You had four hits today. Every ball you hit was over 100 miles per hour off the bat, particularly that home run. Take us through that at bat. What did you get? What pitch did you get? What was your mindset? On the homer? Yeah. I've never seen an arm slot like that, so <laughs> I told Bell, I said, this is like playing wiffle ball in the backyard. I try to hit it hard. Hopefully it's a good pitch. That's one of those things that you're going to have to adjust to because there are different arm slots along the way. How tough was that? Um, I don't know. He, he just he left it there.
0: Christian Encarnacion Strand's two-run home run came at 101.8 off the bat and it went 389 feet, and that was our deep drive of the day, sponsored by Deep South Commodities. DSC is a leader in renewable commodities for biofuels production, specializing in used cooking oil collection, aggregation, and sales. Visit www.DeepSouthCommodities for more information. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Deep South Commodities. All right, Checking out where the Reds stand in the NL wildcard. We'll start off with the Philadelphia Phillies. They have firm control of the first wildcard spot. They are five games ahead. Uh, they are actually six games ahead of where the Reds stand. Cubs, they hold the second Wild Card spot with a two-game cushion. They are three games ahead of the Reds. And then the Giants, who so the Reds just beat on Wednesday, they hold the third and final wildcard spot, but they're just one game ahead ahead of the Reds. Arizona Diamondbacks are sandwiched in between the Reds and Giants. Reds are just a half game behind the Diamondbacks, but the Reds do hold the tiebreaker with the Diamondbacks. They do not hold the tiebreaker with the Giants. Uh, Marlins, they lost again. They're now 66-67, below .500. They are now 66 and 67 below 500. they are 2 games behind the Reds, and that's pretty much all the teams in contention. So really, as you look at it, it's pretty much, at this point, Cubs, Giants, Diamondbacks, and Reds. Two, uh, four teams fighting for two spots. Marlins could potentially get in that mix and make it five teams for two spots. Also possible, maybe one of the Phillies or Brewers just absolutely collapse down the stretch and they could get back in the race and make it a little more interesting. But for all intents and purposes, pretty much Reds, part of four teams, fighting for two spots. All right, the Giants and Marlins are the only two team's in the wild card race in action on Thursday. Giants play at the Padres at 940 tonight. Marlins are at the Nationals um, at 705. Speaking of the Arizona Diamondbacks, that team, a team that we just saw over the weekend, looked really good against the Reds. Well, they turned around and got swept by the Dodgers. They were outscored 23-5 in that three-game series, and they've got to play the 83-win Orioles over the weekend. All right, well, here's myself and Trace talking about Wednesday's Reds game, the waiver deadline, and uh, talking about the huge series coming up for the Reds against the Chicago Cubs. We needed it. I mean, you know it. That was uh, six feet under baseball
2: is what we call it. Six feet under baseball. Didn't win that game. The season was over. That's how I felt. Nick, Reds win 4-1. to one. They defeat the San Francisco Giants.
0: Why you're a baseball fan? Games like that—that that was intense. It was—you felt sick at times, right? I mean, I was watching the uh, the Cubs Brewers game, anxious watching that. That it's fun. Look, this is uh, this is what we want. And uh, hey, Reds are gonna have another series at least of these games that that matter, that that means something. Uh, hopefully, we can keep this this train rolling a couple more weeks because this is uh, this is great. I enjoyed this today.
2: It was enjoyable. Well, it was enjoyable all the way up. It actually really wasn't enjoyable. The only time it got enjoyable was when we finally break the game open. Let's be honest. Like This offense started to look like it was the same old self again. We were what? But thank the Lord for Christian Carnassio, and Strand finally becoming the guy that we all thought he was probably going to be. Do I think he's going to get four hits or whatever he got every single game? Of course not. But the power, the 80-grade power, we need the 80-grade power, Nick. We need it in, the, in, in as as good of a way as you possibly can. And uh, today he showed that, and I'm sure we'll discuss that here in a little bit. Uh, yes, before we get to Hunter Green, uh, who deserves some praise, Connor Connor Biggins in the chat brings up an excellent point, says this win today was the difference between having 15,000 in the stands on Friday versus 35,000. Listen, there was going to be a lot of people there regardless because of Cubs fans, but I definitely think that there's a chance right now to where this win helps Reds fans you know, push themselves at the ballpark. I, I know we don't have the maybe the biggest of platforms, but we have a little bit of a platform. Listen, This team has overperformed all year long. Yes, they've had some rough rough patch of baseball recently. Yes, things have been a little bit disappointing as of late. But this team needs their fans. This team needs their fans to show up in a big way. This is the biggest series that the Reds have had in a considerable amount of time at the home ballpark, at Great American Ballpark. If I told you before the season started, hey, Reds fandom, on August 30th, 2023 the Reds would, would would win a baseball game and then two days later on September I think it's going to be first they're going to play a four game set against the Chicago Cubs one game one game back out of what you could argue is playoff contention baseball and they're chasing the Cubs. Are you going to go? Will you be there? Will you support those guys if they're able to do that? And every single one of you, you know, would have said, yes, I'll be there. If you give me that, I'll take it all day. There's no way you do that. There's no way, Trace. They're supposed to win 64 and a half games. And instead, they're not. They've shattered that. How many games have they won so far, Nick? 69. Nice. Nice. So this is a 69-win team. A 69-win team is playing for your hometown, Cincinnati Reds. You should go down there and support them. Come on. Open up the checkbook a little bit if you got it. If you don't, I understand. If you live out of town, I understand. But if you're anywhere around the ballpark, get your tickets. Get your tickets. There's going to be Cubs fans there. You know it. I don't want to hear, go Cubs, go, loud in our ballpark. Will it probably happen? Unfortunately, it depends on how the play on the field goes, Nick. But seriously, I know, I know, I am sounding like I am this banging this drum for the front office. I am banging this drum uh, f- for the for the the ticket sales, this that and the other. I don't work for the Reds. Do I want the Reds to succeed? Of course I do. Do I think that these players deserve as much support as possible on Friday, the biggest day of of the entire series? You win two games on Friday, season changing, season changing. You lose two games on Friday, Nick, season changing. It is a very pivotal day, Friday. Is going to be a very pivotal day in the Red season, and I'd love for there to be as many Reds fans as we can possibly get down there. So that's my uh, sales pitch for everybody. If you got a chance on Friday, come on, come on. I'll be down there. I'll say hi to as many people as possible. If you want to, if you want to, if if that's what it takes, you want me to go down there. I'll 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 stand wherever on concourse. But we need to get as many folks down there as we possibly can, make as much noise as possible, and see if we can't root our hometown Redlegs to win a big, big, big series against the Cubbies.
0: I got to be honest. I'm not optimistic about big crowds this weekend. Uh, I mean, the Cubs will help a lot, but I don't know. With football starting, I hope people prove me wrong, but I, I don't I don't think they're going to show up. So prove me wrong. I don't feel it. Well, I mean, I'll be excited as hell sitting here in uh Ohio. What is your guess Ohio on Tennessee. Tennessee?
2: What's your guess on Tennessee, big dog?
0: Uh, Friday night, I'm going to go like 28. Saturday, I'm going to go... Like thirty and then Sunday I'm gonna say it's down to like twenty two.
2: Are you saying they're gonna average twenty
0: eight? Does the NFL start this weekend? No that next, next weekend. Yeah, eh, maybe they'll be okay on Sunday then. I'll be there Friday. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong.
2: All right. Let's get into uh Hunter Green. And he's a guy that obviously is a lightning rod around this town. He signed an extension. I'll tell you what, you sign an extension in this town, boy, they're gonna be on you. They're gonna be ready for your they're gonna be ready for your neck if you don't if you don't start playing well and uh, he signed an extension. Many people probably don't understand the full terms of the extension, what it ultimately means. I don't think it's really that big of a deal at the end of the day. Is it, is, it, is it a big deal? Of course, it's a little bit of a big deal, but it's not like this monster contract. But it's nice to see him get back on track. He pitched in a big, big ballpark, Nick, but overall he looked pretty good and uh, gave his team a chance to win, obviously, and, 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 the, and the way that he earned his run is, is kind of laugh out loud funny, but that's here nor there. Your overall impressions of Hunter Green and uh, what you expect moving forward.
0: I hope everyone got their licks in when they when they did those first two starts. He looked great today. I only allowed four hard hit balls, so yeah, it's a big ballpark. But uh, Logan Webb gave up twelve hard hit balls today. Uh, he was great. He looked like an ace today. Um, you know, it's his third start back. Man, you hope that that he can get on a roll here because if he can get on a roll, it really changes a lot. If he can be a guy that that you're counting on that can have some some real dominant starts. Uh, the Reds are going to probably need some of that with the way this lineup is looking at the moment. They're probably going to need a couple nights where they they almost essentially win the game on the mound. And Hunter Green's the kind of pitcher that can win the game almost on the mound. they did today, one run. Um, I think this bullpen, man, if you can give it, you can get six, seven innings of you know one, two runs. There's a lot of times they're going to be able to bring that home, and they did today. So, uh, incredibly encouraging start from Hunter Green. His next start is. Uh, the, the Mariners.
1: Yes,
2: they play the Mariners, the, who are red, hot, who are red against, hot. Is uh, is Luke Weaver continuing to be a relief man for them?
0: No, he started last night. Started
2: last night. Yeah, I, Emer- I seen emerg- I
0: see. emergency start.
2: Oh, okay. I'm just. I was kind of hopeful that the Reds would get to face him. I know that many people probably don't want that, or or maybe even people think they want that. I do kind of want that because I think that. Uh, that uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of nerves on on Luke Weaver's part, and I like I like facing guys when they're when they have a lot of nerves. Now I know it could go right. the opposite way, but
0: right now it's Brian Wu against Hunter Green, and then Bryce Miller and Logan Gilbert. So Reds right. would also, uh, unless something changes, which it could, should miss Castillo as well.
2: Nice, that's good. Need all the breaks we can get right now. Feels like a lot of things were going uh, against the Reds, and it even felt like that during this game. I don't know, uh, not to not to gloss over Hunter Green real fast, Nick, but it felt like, you know, even uh, when Spencer Steer laced that double to right field, it's like, okay, I mean, he just absolutely torched the ball to right field. It bounces off the wall perfectly to their right fielder. He screams it in, throws it in, and, and we get held to a single. Um, so, you know, finally, finally the Reds catch a break. Uh, we'll talk about the double steal after, after, uh, CES, like we'll close the books here on Hunter green. I don't know if there's really much else to talk about. CES is a guy that we've been begging for, uh, for us to get hot and we need him in the, in the biggest way possible. He's one of the few guys on this team that I would argue has the ability to kind of have, uh, um, elite, elite power numbers, um, elite, um, I'm not suggesting maybe Aaron judge numbers, but he certainly can be up there uh, at the top of the league in home runs and RBIs and all the time, but traditional stats that you would want uh, your power first baseman to be today. About as good as he could possibly get, Nick. Um, how many got? How many balls did he hit off the bat over 100 miles an hour? Four.
0: Yeah, I believe all four were.
2: Yeah, so he's four for four, all over 100 miles an hour. Obviously, had the big time home run. Um, hopefully, it gets him going. I know you made that joke about Tyler Stevenson, and I laughed at you, but I hope you go ahead. I'm going to let you make it with CES. Well, no, but the, today, 101,
0: 100, 104, 103. I mean, you can't hit the ball much uh, uh, much harder than that. Reds have got a lot of home games. Reds have been really bad at home this year, uh, and, but they've got a lot of home games. I mean, their next uh, 10 games are at home. And then they've got another uh, six-game home series. So a lot of home games in September. It's a ballpark that McChristian, Encarnacion, and Strand can really take advantage of. Man, y- y- you'd love it if he could just have a you know five, six, seven, eight, nine home run month of September because he's capable of it. You know he's capable of it. I- anyone who, who's on X.com, you saw every other night, man, you saw him hitting a, a ball five miles at AAA. So he's capable of doing that, and the Reds desperately need someone to show some power. And uh, he's the best uh best option at that
2: yeah he is i mean it's just a matter of i don't know it's just a matter of figuring out what we have left i think a part of that's the swaver wire i gotta be honest nick it's gonna be a little bit of a pr nightmare for the castellinis if they don't go out and get some guys it's gonna be a nightmare go ahead and go ahead and go ahead and get into the next topic i see it
0: well trey mancini was released today and unless there was something in his contract that said if he made the majors, he got some sort of big bonus and the Reds are using this as a cheap way. Say, hey, we're done. We're just going to release him. I don't think that's the case, but that's the only thing that would make sense to why they would release him if they're not going to be picking guys up. Because what, from the way I understood it was Trey Mancini was making league minimum. So why would the Reds release a guy that they could call up making league minimum when the rosters expand in a couple days that has looked pretty well at uh, AAA unless they're planning on bringing uh, someone in, man, that would be, what a jolt that would be this weekend. I, you know, you bring I, I, is, that,
2: is that not how you took it? I mean,
0: that's, that's how I took it. I, I, I hope I'm right on this one. Yeah. I uh, when I saw that news, this. I was like, I was like, they have to be picking someone up, right? I, it just would not make sense unless there's some weird clause that we don't know about in his contract. That's the only thing that, that, that makes sense. I know I had someone on Twitter say, well, maybe he had an opt out, but usually they would report that the player opted out. Like I've seen I've seen them report before Trey Mancini or whoever opted out of his contract. That was not how it was reported. It was reported Reds released him. So I have to think that they're uh they're at least very yeah. hopeful that they're gonna get someone. But it's gonna be a wild uh twenty four hours or so.
2: <laughs> if there was one player on the waiver wire that you could take, who are you taking?
0: I mean, I still think I, I know the they we need offense, but I still think it'd be Lucas Giolito. I mean, that's the guy that has the most upside that, that could just I know he hasn't been great all year. I know he really hasn't been great with the uh the Angels, but I mean he's the highest upside pitcher. He's a guy that could could make starts. I mean, you could be replacing you know, you could be replacing Ben Lively with all due respect, as great as he's been this year, with with a, a bona fide starting pitcher, whereas opposed to Hunter Renfro's replacing Nick Martini, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. is that real? That's where over a short time, I, I don't know if that's it, but I think Giolito would be my number one.
2: It'd be wild if the Reds got four guys, and I think it's very feasible in saying that they could use four guys. I don't know if it's reasonable. I, I, I'm not trying to go outlandish and sound crazy. I think that you could make the case that they could get four guys. Uh, whether it be, I don't think here's the thing. I, I don't know if, uh, Harrison Bader is going to be available. I, it feels like he's not maybe possibly going to be the Marlins are pretty bad. Nick Harrison Bader is like $800,000, dude. That's the steal That's of the century. That's true. There's no way in the world. Harrison Bader gets past the Marlins. And in, in fact, if, if Harrison Bader gets past the Reds, I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to apologize to a lot of people in the chat about the, about the ownership group. I will, I will legitimately just do you one favor. I'll do you a solid, okay? If Harrison Bader gets passed up by the Cincinnati Reds and they decide not to pick up his option, I will. somebody's going to have to probably ship it to me, mail it to me. I'm not buying it, okay? But you can send me a sell-the-team shirt. I'll wear it for one show. One show. I'll wear it for one show if they don't pick up Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader is the exact type of guy we need on this team right now, and, he, and he's not the only one. He's not the only one. But he he's an $800,000 addition. That is unbelievable for this baseball team. It would be perfect. But Hunter Renfro, I think, is $2 million. You can make the case. You could maybe argue that, hey, for $2 million, do you really want to pay Hunter Renfro $2 million for one month? I I, 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 mm, I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then, obviously, the relief pitcher is in Giolito. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, this we, we need depth, too, Nick. It's not like, hey, it's not just a situation where it's like, okay, well, what if he doesn't get to play every day? I don't care. I could care less if you sign Hunter Renfro and I get, you're not going to pay him $2 million to automatically sit on the bench. But if let's just say, for instance, you, you pick up Hunter Renfro and I don't know, make up a name like uh, Jake Fraley does get hotter than a firecracker. Um, and he, and he plays every single day besides obviously when there's a lefty and then Harrison Bader plays, uh, when there's a lefty and that's your platoon split. Uh, but you, I, I don't know. I don't know what the platoon splits are for Bader. I just know he smashes left-handers and he's a really good defender. So, Ah man, I mean, even listen. You have Clevenger. You have all these guys. There's, there's like it's, it is wild. I've never seen anything like this. You have there's, there's legitimately like six guys you could make the case for as to who you would want. Um, so we'll see where we'll see where it is. As you can see here on the screen, Gialito, uh, Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez, Hunter Renfro, Randall uh, Grichuk. Hopefully, I'm saying his name right. Harrison Bader, Carlos uh, Carrasco. And then Mike Clevenger and Jose Cisnero. So, um, I don't know, man. If they don't pick somebody up, I'm going to be heartbroken.
0: We'll manifest it. We'll manifest it. I, I think. I think they are. I, I think they How are. How could they
2: not? Uh, yeah. How could they not, Nick? I know I just, you don't want to say mean, it. I just. I'm, I just.
0: Well, I'm. I'm fascinated. What are the Marlins doing? And I'm. And I'm also fascinated. What are these teams that are out of it doing? I. I don't know the answer to that. Well, there's he's no left. really like, quick because I don't if, know enough you know, about this. If but. the only play, if the only player left is is Carlos Carrasco, like I don't really want Carlos Carrasco, like he's pretty bad. Um, I I don't I have no idea.
2: Yeah, no, David Brown. I've been telling tell you, Harrison Bader crushes left-handed pitching. And you
0: he's you want to talk about? He's player.
2: basically Stuart Stewart Fairchild on steroids. He's like Stuart Fairchild 3.0. Well, I,
0: and. You know, he's a guy that can absolutely get hot. He has power. Um, he, he's a guy last year that that wasn't really all that good, and then in the postseason, got really hot for the Yankees last year. Hit a couple home runs in the postseason. Uh, man, he would just, in great American ballpark. Um, I, I imagine he has elite numbers at great American ballpark, uh, just off, you know, memory. Um,
2: can you do me a favor? I don't know. This is where I just I, I lack the knowledge. I try to do a better job in the offseason learning all this stuff, but as an as a as a guy that obviously fell out fell out of love for baseball for quite some time here getting back into it if you will. Um with the waiver wire is it just simply you you just basically pick them up for this year and this year only? I what 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 is the what's the contract obligations?
0: Well, I think I think every player is on the final year of their contract. Okay. Um I, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Like I know Lucas Giolito's a free agent. Um, I'm pretty sure Hunter Renfro's a free agent. I, I think every single one of those players are free agents at the end of the end of the season. Um it wouldn't make I know Harrison Bader I know is a free agent because there's been a lot of Reds fans that have talked about he'd be a good offseason signing. And that's another All thing right. with this, too, is you know, you get Harrison Bader Bader here. He gets hot. He plays well. He's like, hey, you know what? I kind of like it here. I like playing in this ballpark. You know, I had a pretty bad season, but uh, hey, I could really establish my value. Maybe it could help you be able to sign him in the offseason, too. So I'm pretty sure every player is a free agent. There might be one that has like two years left on the deal. But most of the time, if they they have multiple years left, a lot of the teams probably aren't looking to dump them at this point. They would want maybe want to keep them until the offseason, maybe even have a chance to trade them. Um, Because right now, basically, it's like you're trading them to a team for absolutely nothing other than them taking the salary. That's the way to view these moves is like you're trading the player to the team and getting nothing in return other than them taking the salary. Yeah, I think that's what's confusing. That's what's confusing a lot of people because I've got a lot of people asking me um, on on Twitter. They've been saying, "How are these guys still playing if they've been put on waivers?" It's they're just it's just a a classification. They're still on that team. If no one claims them, they stay on that team. They're not that's not like a DFA where they're getting sent down to AAA or anything like that. Um it, like Carlos Carrasco probably goes unclaimed. I can't imagine anyone's going to pay him the 2.33 million. He's got like an ERA in the 6s. Um so if that's more the Mets just saying Hey, let's put him on there. Maybe someone will take him. Probably not, but he'll probably stay on the team. And he may get released after that. They, they may they may say, "Hey, we're going to put him through waivers. No one claims him. All right, we're going to release him now um, and eat the money."
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, listen. I think we're in a position now where let's just say a little prayer tonight. Hopefully, we, we get some of these guys. These are these are these are all guys. To be fair, that have been rumored. Correct. This is this is a rumor. This is not. This is these aren't this isn't a factual like guarantee they're on the waiver wire. This is just this is just what's been reported. I can't
0: imagine if if Jeff Passan and Ken Rosenthal report these guys are on the waiver wire that it's false. I, I that that would be shocking. It, this is a this is supposed to be a secretive process. Like this, they're you're not supposed to. It's not supposed to be leaked that a player's on waivers. They don't want people to know who's on waivers, who's not, who teams are trying to because they're trying to salary dump these players like that's that's what it is and and as much as i've crushed the angels and they've absolutely deserved every ounce of it for their stupidity at the trade deadline they're actually being smart here dumping these guys salary because i saw someone report really well on this if they dump all these guys that gets them under the luxury uh tax threshold and that's not just money. When you go over into the luxury tax, you also lose draft picks. So I believe so they'll they'll qualify off for Shohei Otani this offseason. And if they get under the, the luxury threshold, the qualifying pick that they'll get for them, I know I'm really getting in the weeds here, that qualifying pick, instead of it being a fourth-round pick, becomes a second-round pick. So they are actually doing something smart by dumping these players after they were stupid to acquire them in the first place.
2: Yeah, they were dumb, along with the Padres. Pretty dumb. Pretty it's dumb. It. All right, we, we, we discussed the kind of who, what, when, where, and, and why uh, already a little bit. Let's do it formally. Um, who, what, when, where, and why the biggest series this team has played in a really long time. I'm going to keep saying that until I'm blue in the face, folks. It, it truly is. The Cubs are coming to town, and this is it. This is the season. Take it away.
0: All right. Well, we are going to do a, uh, I'll have a podcast up on uh, Friday morning, uh, audio only. I've got a really, really cool guest that um, I'm scheduled to have on. I'll I'll just tease it at that for now, but I'm really, really excited about that. And I'll do a bigger preview into Friday's doubleheader. Hopefully we, we actually know who's the for sure starting pitchers in game two. We may not. The uh, the first game is Ashcraft against Jordan Wicks. That is actually a set uh, matchup. And then the second game it's it, Ben Lively versus Caleb Killian. That's just what FanGraphs is projecting. They have not officially announced that. Saturday and Sunday are official. Abbott against uh, Assad, and then uh, Brandon Williamson against Jameson Talion. But I tell you what, Cubs—they're not taking the red serious, Trace, because Justin Steele could have pitched on Sunday. On normal rest, and they decided not to pitch him on Sunday. They're saving him for the Giants. So you know what, Reds need to make him pay for that. Uh, but uh, if, if the starters, as listed on graph, stay how they are, uh, Wicks is making his second major league start. Killian, if they pitch him, his fifth major league start. He's kind of he's only thrown five and a third innings this year. Um, Assad mostly was used in relief this season, but he has pitched really well since he got moved to the rotation at the start of August. And then Jamison Tyleon has a 5.62 ERA this this uh, season. So uh, this is the you, you got a gift not having to face Steele. Um, this is a, a good opportunity for the Reds. And uh, Trace, this is something I want to ask you about. If the Reds won three or four, they would be tied with the Cubs in the win column. But the Cubs have two less games. I almost kind of at this point. <laughs> Wouldn't, would when would want to be the team not playing those games with the way the reds are playing how, how do you feel about that
2: yeah yeah right do you want to have to go in and, and 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 win the games is what you're saying or would you rather the other team have to win them i i don't know i mean that's uh it's the old proverbial would you rather have the ball in your court or would you rather have the other guy uh have to make the have to make the big play i i don't know i really don't know i I'd like to get to a point, Nick, where it just doesn't matter. I know that's easier said than done. Uh, but the, you look at the remaining schedules here, and, and the Reds, uh, like it or not, once they get past Seattle, it's I'm not saying it's smooth sailing. But buddy, we should, we should be able to try to find ways to make some ground on some people. And and you look at, you really look at the two guys ahead of you that I think I'm most worried about, in my opinion, and that's the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. Uh, I think the Cubs are a team that if you catch, we're we're in the playoffs. I think the Cubs are probably going to make the postseason. So if you can catch them, um, I think that uh, I think that you find a way in the postseason. So, like it or not, uh, the Cubbies are are here. They're here to stay. And and I don't know how you feel about the the, the upcoming schedules, but uh, you know, all comes down to how well you can play at the end of the day. And the Reds have just not played well. They just haven't. So hopefully they can find a way to play good on friday and get their momentum back get a little bit of get a little bit of boost we need some waiver boost you know what i'm saying we need some waiver boost man i hate to say that i don't mean to i don't mean to put too much pressure on this front office but i don't really give a damn either like it's i'm not here i'm not here to defend them like tooth and nail i'm i'm i think if anything this is a direct reflection and maybe you could say that that nick crawl would say no i don't want these guys i think this is a direct reflection on the ownership group like it it you can always hide behind certain things, Nick. You can always say, well, they, the reason they didn't make that deal is because the teams were being irrational, and you know, you, you don't know what the deals were behind closed door, right? Everyone's at the deadline. Like, they didn't try at the deadline. They didn't try at the deadline. How the hell do you know? You don't know, okay? You, you'd have got no clue what they were asking for. If they were asking for... For, for Connor Phillips and and, and let's just say they, uh, Connor Phillips and Cam Collier for Giolito, are you doing that? Is that what you want to do? No, of course not. So it's like at some point, you you can't directly place blame on the front office ownership. This is a specific situation where all it is is money. Ball's in your court. Ball's in your court, Bob and Phil. We'll see what they do. Um, and I, 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 I have a feeling... That they're going to—I uh, have a feeling—they're going to open up the checkbooks just a little bit, Nick, and they're going to provide us something. And I think you can say whatever you want about what they what these players might do on the field. I think more importantly, from a psychological impact, it could help more than just what they do on the field. You get a couple guys come in the locker room with some fresh perspectives, a new lease on life, coming in the and again coming in and providing a little bit of a spark. You never know what can happen. You see what Ellie did to this team. Now, am I suggesting that Harrison Boehner is going to be Ellie De La Cruz? No, but if he comes in and can kind of, to a certain extent, provide provide substance and/or depth to this outfield that is not very good right now, I'll take it. I will take it. So, let's just say a prayer we get Harrison Bader. I, I Trace is in love with him. I we need him. We need him. If the Marlins take him, they suck.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know if the Marlins need him. I. I... Do you look know at their outfield? The they need them. Okay, so yeah, I mean, it, it it it's really all about how much is is ownership going to allow them to spend. The only way that the the front office comes into this is the strategy. So if you add up all the players' remaining costs, let's say you put in a claim for all nine players, and there may be more. There's also possibly there's more out here that didn't right. get leaked. So that that's all. That's why it's going to be a wild. Uh, uh, 24 hours here. But if you add them all up, that's 12 million. So it is ownership saying, all right, Nick, you can put in a claim for all nine and we'll risk 12 million. I don't really think that's possible. I mean, I guess we could take out Carrasco and then it's about 10 million. Um, But it, I, how much is, well, will well, will the will ownership say, all right, Nick, we're going to, we'll be willing to risk 6 million. And then you have to pick who that's the only place where it becomes kind of a strategy for the front office where they have to do something good or bad other than that it's really uh how much do we have to spend and that, that's where it starts and ends
2: in regards to uh, anything else of topic of conversation nick i just want to say um i want to say this again i i don't want it to go unnoticed or unplanned or anything like that i'm telling you the amount, the amount of people that watch the show on, on a daily basis is incredible. We really do appreciate it. We love you. Leave us comments. Leave us messages. If you have anything you want to talk about or you have questions about something, by all means, we might not always have the answers, but we'll try to find the answers if we don't know it and uh, you're being genuine. Obviously, if you're just being a jerk, probably not going to answer those. But Nick, you have a pretty cool guest on tomorrow. What uh, what's, Is that tomorrow when you're recording that? What, what When are you doing that?
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm recording that tomorrow and we'll we'll do audio only. Uh, on, on Friday. Um, so it will be up Friday morning, bright and early. Usually I get these up about, I don't know, three or four at the latest in the, in the mornings so that'll be up. And, um, I'll, uh, do a little bit more of a, a deep dive into the, the Cubs series then. And then, uh, I guess trace, I don't, we haven't really discussed this. I mean, I guess if something big breaks, maybe we'll try to go live tomorrow. If, if, yeah. if uh, if our, um, you know, real lives allow, um, Let's do this. Yeah, well, Let's we'll, do this. We'll, we'll kind of wait and, I mean,
2: it, 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 obviously this, this isn't a hundred percent guarantee, but it's probably likely knowing how our lives are. Let's do this. Uh, if something breaks tomorrow, we're going to do it. Well, let's do a night show. Let's just do a late night. Let's do a late night reds type show. And that way we can have time to digest what we've seen, have some information to discuss, talk about how it could impact the reds. Uh, because this, this, this ownership group's going to step up to the plate. All right. That's the positive vibes we need. This ownership group's gonna step up to the plate. You guys have bashed them, and I say you guys have some of you maybe not all of you, they've been absolutely ripped apart at the seams. They've said stupid stuff. Yes, whatever you want to say, I'm telling you right now, this ownership group is going to step up to the plate, and if they prove me wrong, like I said before, I'll say I'm wrong. I'll put my hand up in the air and say that I was wrong. I apologize to everybody that wants to say that this ownership ownership group is the cheapest, laziest, worthless ownership group in all of sports. I don't really believe that, quite frankly. I'm not saying they're the best, obviously, but I'm not saying they're the worst either. They've Spent money before. They've spent money before, people. You can say that they made mistakes when they spent it. You can say it all day long, and they have. Trust me. They've spent money, Mustakas. Now, fair to Moustakas' gut, maybe they didn't spend it in a bad place. There's probably local restaurants that loved, loved the Mustakas contract. But outside of those people, I can tell you probably more than likely the rest of Reds fandom, not big fans of the contract that went to Moustakas. Ha, moving on, though. They spent money, and they're going to spend it again. And by God, it'd be nice if they could find a way to spend some more of it just right now, maybe on, like, tomorrow. That would be a good time to spend it. That's what we want. Um, don't get your hopes up, of course, but I'm telling you to get your hopes up just a little bit. Just a little bit. What do you think, Nick?
0: I, I I'm with you. Uh, my final thought here: Reds win uh, 10 and 17 in August. Cubs win 18 and nine. Mm. There's one thing we've saw this season: it is a 162 game season. What goes up must come down, and what goes down must come up. So let's see. They ain't dead yet. They ain't dead yet. We're gonna have meaningful September baseball games, and every single one of you. If I had told you that on on February. 1st or March 1st or April 1st or May 1st, you would have laughed in my face. So, Hey, meaningful baseball on Friday. I can't wait. Double header. Let's go Reds. Go Reds. All right, let's get you caught up on all the Reds minor league action from Wednesday night. Louisville bats, triple a, they lost four, two to Omaha bats. Now 65 and 61 on the season. Jake Fraley went one for four. Fraley expected to join the Reds on Friday and hopefully he can be a huge boost. Jose Barrera was 0-3 for with a walk. Jason Vosser, our old friend, hit his 15th home run of the season for Louisville. TJ Antone, he uh, got two outs, came in uh, for the starting pitcher to get the last two outs of the inning. Uh, So two-thirds of an inning pitched, one hit, no runs, no walks, no strikeouts. And then Jason Sharif, another pitcher that we're watching, the lefty Reds picked up. He pitched a scoreless inning, did allow a hit and a walk, but did strike out one batter. Double-A, Chattanooga, they won 4-2 over Pensacola. Lookout's impressive season. Their record now 66-55. The Blake Dunn show continued. He was one for two with a triple and three walks. Also stole his 48th base of the season. Blake Dunn for double-A, hitting a cool 355 with an OPS over 1,000. Ree signs who slowed down a little bit of late. He was 0 for 5. But Tyler Callahan, 2 for 5, 2 doubles. Tyler Callahan recently promoted, hitting 444 with an OPS over 1,200 so far at AAA. And then catcher Matt Nelson made his AA debut. He was 1 for 3 with the walk. Down to high A, the Dayton Dragons, they lost 11 1 to Great Lakes. Dragons now just 61 61 on the season. And their playoff hopes continue to dwindle. They're now four and a half back in the Midwest League East Division second half race. Their elimination number all the way down to seven. Edwin Roya was one for three. Hector Rodriguez was one for four. Sal Stewart and Carlos Jorge each 0 for four. But Austin Hendrick, he hit his 14th home run of the year. And he now has three home runs over his last two games. Tough times for the Daytona Tortugas. They were postponed for a second straight day with rain. They'll be playing a lot of games the rest of this week, playing a doubleheader on Thursday and a doubleheader on Saturday. All right, as mentioned, when myself and Trace were talking, if there's any big news that breaks uh, during the day about the waiver deadline, um, Reds pick up anyone of of important notice. uh, We'll try to do a show at some point live on YouTube. So, of course, as always, make sure you subscribe to Chatterbox Sports on YouTube. Hit that bell. Turn on notifications so you don't ever miss out. So many good things on Chatterbox Sports. Um, there's Casey's Clicker um, with, where, with Bengals' film breakdown. There's now Chatterbox Bengals. Um, of course, Off the Bench with Trace Fowler every day from 10 to noon, live Monday through Friday. So just so many good things. Um on uh, on Chatterbox Sports on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed, turn the bell on top right corner so you have notifications. And as mentioned, new podcast tomorrow we have a really really great guest. So Friday morning, uh, make sure you tune into Chatterbox Reds everywhere you get podcasts. I think you will really enjoy it. And while you're there, if you just leave us a quick five star review, we would greatly appreciate it. That stuff really really helps us out. Well, thanks so much as always for taking time out of your day. listen to us rant talk enjoy the cincinnati reds hope that you have a fantastic thursday and as always go reds